good morning. Uh, my name is Stephen Van Cura. Um, I am a Bible teacher, been a Christian for more than 40 years, and uh, we're starting a teaching series at KPLE, uh, and we will be teaching uh, half-hour programs uh, two to three times a week. Uh, there'll be many different topics. Uh, it'll, these will generally be in a question and answer format. Um, and you can certainly contribute to those questions by going to the website and uh, contacting us by email or through the web and uh, sending your questions. Okay, so anyway, I'm going to open us with a prayer. And I like to always open with a prayer and close with a prayer. So uh, there's a scripture that says where Jesus said, When two or more are gathered together in my name, that there I am in the midst of them. And I've certainly noticed that over the years, whenever we share the Word of God, that uh, the presence of God makes all the difference in the world. So let's, um, wherever you're at, just let's bow our hearts and our heads and uh, open with prayer. Father God, I just thank you uh, for your promises that uh, wherever we break bread of the Word of God before you, that your presence is always here with us, Lord. And just as all Scripture is given by inspiration of God, by the Holy Spirit, Father, we cannot understand it except by the Spirit. So, Father, I just ask you to open our eyes to see, our ears to hear, our minds to perceive and understand what you would teach us by your Spirit in the Word today. Uh, so, man does not live by bread alone, but in every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Amen. All right, so it's a privilege and an honor to share these um, uh, teachings with you. And uh, the Word of God, it literally is like, like food. The Bible says, man does not live by bread alone, but in every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Uh, the Bible teaches that we are triune. What that means is, is you are, have three parts, okay? Uh, you are, are a spirit being, the uh, Bible says God is spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And um, so you are a spirit being, uh, you have a soul, and you live in a body, okay? Um, and the Bible says uh, God is the father of spirits. So just as God is a spirit being, so also all creatures are spirit be beings, and it's the spirit uh, in the body that gives it life. Okay, um, now I'm going to begin today's discussion with just a little background about who I am and how I became a Christian, how that came to pass. All right, now I grew up in a little town in Kansas, uh, Manhattan, Kansas, where there is Kansas State University, and um, um, my um, dad was a plumber, had a plumbing and heating business there. And um, I, my interest uh, throughout my childhood and later on in life was the sciences, uh, especially chemistry, physics, astronomy, uh, biology, these kind of things. And so I spent a lot of time thinking and uh, learning about the sciences. Uh, when I was uh, ready to go to college, I entered college in a chemistry program and uh, to pursue a degree in chemistry. And uh, I became, rather quickly, an atheist, an atheist. Now, when I was a teenager, uh, I, my parents had asked me to attend a local Lutheran church 
They have what's called a confirmation program. My mother was born again as a child in a Lutheran church, and so uh, she felt that we ought to continue in that tradition. So uh, the in this uh, confirmation program, they try to teach you some Word of God, and so you can get, begin some basics understanding of the Christian faith. But I had no interest in it, uh, really didn't get much of anything from it. Uh, so uh, that was basically my exposure to uh, the faith uh, as a child. Now, uh, once I entered college, as I say, I became an atheist, and I was a very ardent atheist. Anybody that listened to me, I'd debate the existence of God and, and say there, that life is what you see, and there is no afterlife, uh, uh, there is no God, and all these kind of things, because I didn't know any better, okay? Um, uh, and my dad had a lot of um, problems with various kinds of sins, and especially drugs, alcohol. I mean, my dad uh, used uh, IV drugs. I mean, uh, sometimes when he wouldn't come home on time, I'd have to go out with my mother or brother and go find him somewhere, and he'd, you know, he'd be in the side of the road or parked somewhere, and there'd be... I remember one time there was a, he had a needle hanging out of his arm uh, because you know he overdosed or you know was taking all these drugs and uh, so you know drugs alcohol pornography uh, were his predominant weaknesses. Okay, now you've heard the saying I'm sure like father like son like mother like daughter and uh, we all know from experience that over time we often inherit the spiritual uh, strongholds or strengths uh, of our parents, okay? And that's, of course, a, a very biblical truth. Uh, the Bible says that God uh, himself will visit the iniquities of the father down to the children of the third and fourth generation. Uh, so, you know, we literally pass on our spiritual characteristics as well as our physical characteristics and uh, characteristics of our soul or personality onto our kids, whether good or bad. The Bible says the, the curses of disobedience go down to three or four generations, but that God uh, sends down the blessings of obedience to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commands. Well, in either case, I, uh, as, our, as were my other three brothers, uh, we all had severe problems with the sex, drugs, alcohol, all these kind of strongholds. Uh, I married my high school sweetheart uh, right after uh, high school in my early years of college. And uh, of course, uh, because of my problems, uh, it, it was miserable for her. Um, and uh, so the marriage was very short. I ended up with a divorce, all right? Now, as uh, I then, after I finished a chemistry degree. I pursued uh, a degree in medicine, went to Kansas uh, University Medical Center and got a degree in medicine. Uh, while I was going uh, to uh, Kansas University, I um, could not afford the cost of the books and tuition and all these kind of things. My dad couldn't afford to pay for it. So I joined the military. They had a program where the military would uh, pay for your expenses 
in exchange for some uh, obligation in the future after you finish your training. So I did that, joined during medical school. And so once I graduated from medical school, uh, I was sent to Letterman Army Medical Center in San Francisco for uh, some additional years uh, of medical training. Uh, while I was there in San Francisco, I met my second wife, whose name is Lydia. Uh, she's probably one of the best things that ever happened to me. Uh, but the devil's strongholds in me still brought a lot of sorrow and pain uh, in our marriage. Lydia's mother was a devout Christian. I often, very often, saw her on her knees. Uh, and I certainly knew she was, among other things, praying for me. Now, um, near the end of my vis uh, medical training, uh, I was told that I would likely go to uh, Fort Gordon in Augusta, Georgia as a permanent change in station. And so uh, I had gone to a medical meeting in Atlanta, Georgia and rented a rental car and then drove to Augusta, Georgia. All right, this was the last week in November in 1979. And um, I was in a second story of a motel room in Augusta there uh, and <clears throat> drunk as usual. And like I said, of course, I was an atheist, so I never had an interest in scriptures, but I did open a drawer of the nightstand, and lo and behold, there was a Gideon Bible. And so uh, I pulled out that Gideon Bible and started thumbing through it, and it kind of centered in the book of Matthew and started reading the Sermon on the Mount. And while reading the Bible, I had the most amazing, I'll just say life-changing epiphany or revelation that all of a sudden I knew that I knew that I knew God was real. And somehow or another uh, in that process I knew that I knew uh, the Bible is God's true word and it could be trusted. Okay. Now again, I didn't reason anything out. I didn't use human intellect or something like that. It just It's like a light turned on. And uh, it was planted down in my heart that I, uh, in such a way that it, it just it never went away, okay? And from that day, I, I began to diligently study and pursue understanding of the Scriptures. Uh, just sometimes it was night and day I would read the Bible. Now, also what I did is I read countless books about the Bible. I've always loved books. I've always loved learning and, and so, but I read books and books and books about the Bible. Now, the problem was the more books I read about the Bible, the more confused I got about the doctrines and teachings of the Bible because uh, the books contain so many opinions of men that, uh, that often contradicted, uh, we call, Bible calls them doctrines of men, uh, that it just, I couldn't sort out what was true and what was not, okay? Now, that also explains why there are so many denominations in the Christian faith. There are literally thousands of denominations. Uh, the word denomination uh, can be split up. De uh, means to separate, okay? Like depart, deport, and nomination means to give it a name, okay? So the word denomination basically means to take the body of Christ, of uh, believers, Christians, and chop them all up into pieces, uh, into different groups based on their differences 
or opinions in uh, what the scriptures have to say on certain doctrines, okay? And uh, so uh, that, that was pretty clear in reading the books about the Bible. Uh, and like I said, the more books I read, the more confused I got. So from that experience, I, I basically began to change the way I approached the scriptures, all right? I started doing what I call topical studies, that I would take one particular subject, like uh, repentance, for example, and, and I would go through the whole Old Testament and the New Testament and look at the Greek and the Hebrew and find all the scriptures that I could find on that particular topic. And uh, in that process, I, of course, could very clearly understand what the scriptures truly had to say about that particular topic. And one of the things that occurred is that I was surprised or shocked, I'll even say shocked, about how often what the Bible has to say about any particular topic uh, can sometimes uh, differ greatly from what I was uh, taught in these books that I had read. All right, And uh, I realized and I learned that the Bible is the only source of truth, all right? That um, you have to be careful. Jesus one time made a statement. He said, watch out that no one deceives you. He said, many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ or I am anointed or I can teach the scriptures. But because they don't know the truth, they just teach the doctrines of men, uh, and if I listen and believe what they say, then I end up being deceived, okay? So he, he said, watch out that no one deceives you. All right, so uh, that was a lesson for me and should be for all Christians that the truth is only found in Scripture. Uh, there is a Bible verse that says, Thy word is truth and forever settled in heaven, O Lord. And now... As far as learning, the Bible says all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped under every good work. All right, so the Word of God is truth. Uh, the Word of God comes from the Spirit of truth. It, the Bible says that holy men of old uh, wrote or spake as they were moved by the Holy Spirit, okay? Uh, so, literally, the Word of God is God. Yeah, it's God's Word, and since it was given by the Spirit of God, I have understood that it can only, only be understood also by the Spirit of God. Human intellect simply cannot uh, discern truth uh, unless God reveals it to me, okay? Uh, there the Bible teaches that there are three different kinds of people in the earth. The natural man, the carnal man, and the spiritual man. All right, now, uh, the natural man is the guy who is descended from Adam, all right? And, of course, Adam and Eve, because of the sin that they committed by eating of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, uh, that although they were initially made in God's likeness, once they became sinners, uh, the Bible says that they beget sons and daughters after their likeness. So uh, mankind was no longer in God's image, but instead had a sin nature. Remember I said that uh, 
uh, it's a principle that we pass our characteristics down to our kids. And so since sin entered the human race back at the time of Adam and Eve, then every single person born of Adam and Eve down through the line of the human race has this sin nature, a rebellious nature inside. Okay. So, um, but uh, in the process of learning the scriptures and seeking God in his word, uh, I saved all these lessons and began to build upon my understanding of scriptures and uh, pretty early in the game began to teach the scriptures. And I will just say this, that the best way to learn the Bible is to teach the Bible. Uh, but it's very, very important that uh, all understanding Knowledge, wisdom, revelation from the scriptures come from scripture. Otherwise, all I am doing, if I just teach what somebody else says the Bible says, then the, what I teach is going to be secondhand. All right? Now, it's a fact that most Christians, what most Christians believe about the Bible is just that. It is secondhand. Uh, on any particular topic, if you ask a Christian what they believe the Bible says about that topic, usually they'll say whatever they've been taught. Okay, that what their pastor said, or what somebody taught them in Sunday school, or what they, a book that they read, or whatever else like that. But unfortunately, it's just it's sadly, sadly, not very common that that people can quote to you the scriptures that support their beliefs, okay? Uh, that is essential, okay? The Bible is the foundation on which our faith should be developed, okay? That we, we should not ever just assume that what somebody tells us is true of scripture, okay? We always, always must go to scripture and let scripture itself uh, testify by the Spirit of God into my heart. Uh, the Bible calls the Spirit of God the Spirit of truth. Uh, thy word is truth. And uh, my heart, being spirit, uh, I can discern the truth. God can reveal the truth to me by His Spirit and through His Word. And that has to be the foundation of my relationship with Him. Okay. So one of the reasons that Christians have such a hard time in their faith and don't seem to grow, don't seem sometimes to get control of sin, uh, but just live from frustration to frustration, is that we base our faith on what somebody else's doctrine is, okay? Literally, our, our faith and our Christian life is secondhand, and, and that is not a good place to be. All right, so that's kind of uh, my background in terms of how I became a Christian uh, and how I started teaching. Okay, now let me just say that Jesus, uh, the Bible describes his ministry on multiple occasions in the scriptures. Um, he said, for example, uh, that Jesus went about all of Galilee teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and... Uh, healing every manner of disease and sickness among the people. Okay, so you could summarize Jesus' ministry in this way. Teaching, preaching, and healing. Let's say that again. Teaching, preaching, and healing. Now, it was always in that order. 
teaching, preaching, and healing. And of course, the, the, uh, uh, the Word of God is the Gospel. Uh, teaching basically is to illuminate or outline and, and uh, explain uh, the Word of God as uh, revealed by the Holy Spirit. Uh, the Word literally becomes alive. Uh, the Bible says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And uh, that, uh, that we do have the Holy Spirit, which is the Spirit of Truth that can teach us. Uh, there is a scripture in 1 John, I like it, it says, uh, You have no need that any man should teach you, but the Spirit Himself will show you all things says that we have an anointing or an unction from the Holy One, okay? That's the, the anointing of the Holy Spirit, okay? And, and uh, honestly, I've learned far more uh, and of accurate doctrines and understanding in the Scriptures just by studying the Scriptures and often by avoiding the doctrines and books and things like that that come from other people, all right? If I do read a book, uh, or something like that by another Christian. Uh, if I have a solid background in scriptures, then I'm able to discern uh, in the book what is truth and what is not. I sometimes uh, compare reading books written by Christians uh, to eating fish. When you eat fish, sometimes there's some bones in there you got to spit out. Now, we're all trying to learn, but nobody knows it all. Nobody knows it all. So, I mean, there are um, good things often found in uh, Christians uh, when they write books or teach or something of this sort. Um, and by the Spirit of God in me and by my knowledge or wisdom of the Scriptures, I can discern which is true, which is not. And if uh, uh, somebody says something that, gee, I'm not sure about, uh, then I always go to the Scriptures to see if what they said is true. And so the Word is the filter by which we discern all truth. There's no foundation for truth other than the Word of God. All right. Now, as I mentioned earlier today, Jesus said, Man does not live on bread alone, but in every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Uh, he, the, the Word of God is food. It is food for your spirit man. Remember, you are spirit, soul, and body. You know, so, um, you know, you feed your outer man, your body, three square meals a day, uh, and you have to if you want to be strong and uh, go through life and manage whatever you have to take care of. Uh, your body requires sustenance, okay? The same is also true of your spirit man. You cannot be strong spiritually without spiritual food. And, and the Word of God is that. Okay, when you take the Word of God in, it, it is the power of God, the strength of God, the presence of God. You know, like I said, the Word of God is God, okay? And just as the Bible says uh, in, in John, it says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us full of grace and glory. Okay, Jesus is called the incarnate Word, okay? Um, and me, uh, I am also an incarnation of the Word of God as I feed on the Word of God. The Bible says now uh, that faith, which is, the Bible says, uh, without 
uh, faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. All right, so uh, it, it is the word of God that gives us faith. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. What is faith? Faith is simply trusting in the Word of God, which is trusting in God, and then managing my life based on what God says, okay? Uh, and God expects me to be a doer of the Word and not just a hearer only, all right? So uh, it's interesting that in the, in the Hebrew, uh, to hear the Word of God assumes that we're going to do or obey the Word of God. Uh, if you're a parent and you've given some instructions to your children and uh, told them to do this, go clean your room, go do this or go do that, and when they don't do it, when they don't do what you say, what do you tell them? Did you hear me? Did you hear what I said? You know, and obviously they might have heard you with their ears, but until they do it, they didn't really hear. And it's the same thing true with the Word of God. The proof that we heard it uh, is that we apply it. We become doers of the Word and not hearers only. If I do not obey God, then I'm just fooling myself to think that I'm serving God because I'm not. Okay. Now, the Bible says that we should, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and all thy soul and all thy strength. Now, how do we love God? How? The Bible says this is love for God, that we obey His commands. All right. Now, certainly a sign of respect for your parents is that you do what they say. All right. Uh, um, a young man or woman that uh, honors and loves their parents were, are going to do what their parents tell them. The work God is uh, the owner's manual. God is the creator. He created you. And, and um, just like if you went out and bought a piece of equipment, uh, a lawnmower or whatever else like that, it usually comes with an owner's manual. The owner's manual t tells you how it works, how to fix it when something's wrong, uh, how to figure out what's wrong, uh, and uh, these kind of things. And see, the Bible is exactly that. It's the owner's manual for mankind. It's a message from God to say, you know, here's why I created you, here's the purpose uh, that I have for you in your life so that you can enjoy the life that I've given you and avoid running off the tracks and crashing your car. We always like to start with a prayer and we close with a prayer. All right, so um, let's bow our hearts and our heads. Uh, thank you, Father, today for touching our hearts by your living word. And thank you for planting your word. It's a seed. The word of God is a good seed. The Bible says we're born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the living and abiding word of God. So Father God, I just ask you to plant this word down in our hearts, Father, watered by the Holy Spirit, Father, that it will bear after its kind, 30, 60, and 100 fold to change my life in a way that is pleasing to you, Father. Teach me to be a doer of the word and not just to hear only, Father. Because it's by your word that you do everything. 
the whole creation. The Bible says, by the word of the Lord were the heavens made and all the host of them by the word of his mouth, the breath of his mouth. So, Father, thank you for your goodness, for your presence. In Jesus' name, amen.